0: Mr. and Miss America, all the ships at sea. said Sheen for Colony Confidential. We have a wonderful interview today with our friend, Daniel.
1: Good morning, Joey Buns, the brains. Like Ed said, we have uh, Daniel from On Point Pest Control operating out of New Jersey. Daniel, thank you again for jumping on with us. Yo, thank you for having me. So let's start with how you ended up in pest control kind of a weird story,
2: but um, long story short, or long, I was attending community college in Bergen County, New Jersey. And um, on the bulletin board was a job for telemarketing and so forth for a lawn care company. So I actually got hired by that lawn care company, which actually was um, owned by a pest control company. So after the lawn care business went, I actually joined on to the pest control company as far as doing phone calls and um, outbound sales, calling renewals for people, trying to get them back onto a program, ended up going out doing sales, ended up being a helper, ended up getting my own truck, and um, I left that outfit after about nine years and began my own company. What year was that
1: that you started? I started 2002. And so... How how much have you grown? What How many techs do you have? We don't need to get into numbers, but how many trucks do you have on the road and, and things along that nature?
2: So right now I got two trucks. I'm working on the third. I own, a, I got an office space. I got two secretaries in there. And um pretty much growing each year. In the beginning I had a, a problem because since I'm the owner and I, I do all the work, it's kind of hard to push work or actually people onto other people. So I had an issue with that. Um, I'm trying to remedy it at this
1: point, actually. Yeah. Growth, uh, growth is good, but growth is certainly not easy. Yeah. Um. So what is your residential to commercial ratio?
2: 75 residential, 25
1: commercial. With COVID, we've seen some trends. How, have you seen any trends like between residential and commercial? Have you have you increased? Have you decreased? How's how's it been going with all things COVID?
2: Well, when it first started, it slowed down for you know maybe a week or two. Um, I saw that like usually my current customers, my regular quarterly service customers, they wanted to hold off on service or hold off on interior service. Um, I ended up getting growth because a lot of people from New York City came out to Jersey where where I'm pretty much based out of. And um, we're buying these homes, renting these homes that needed pest control service. So I found myself swamped with people running out of New York City. Um, So it it slowed down for probably about a week or two, but it picked back up. Everybody's home, so they're seeing these bugs, the
1: mice, everything. We're hearing that from a lot of people, because you do, now you have everybody home, including the kids all day. So every bug that they may have missed is now being seen. So it was actually good yeah. for residential customers.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Different requests as far as obviously what we're going with masks. A lot of people want booties. I've been to a couple of places where they wanted me to wear a Tyvek suit.
1: We're seeing a lot of that too. And we're heavy, heavy commercial. We're about 95% commercial. So. Okay when we hit phase two in New York, where they allow people back in the office, we started seeing all of these, you could call them COVID affidavits, I guess, where prior to our tech arriving, he had to sign a paper every visit saying whatever it was. And it's been evolving. Like Originally it was, do you have a fever? Do you have any symptoms? Have you been in touch with someone with COVID? You know what I mean? Now it's evolved to even asking have you traveled? Because we have the band, the travel ban. I believe Jersey has the same band. Now there's, have you visited these places? So it is evolving and our, our techs have to fill it out. So some facilities were in twice a week. Some facilities were in daily. Almost all of our team has their own personal thermometer and they take their temperature every day before coming in and send a picture of it. Uh, we were going to implement that in the field with the techs, but because all of Ninety percent of our places have temperatures taken when the guys enter. We didn't have to. Not that it's a big expense. It's like five bucks, ten bucks for a th- thermometer. But uh, yeah, they're doing it at their first account anyway. Ninety. Not, if or, not all of them are doing it, so um, it just—it's definitely been a crazy time. Um, yeah. Are you using industry-specific software? Um, are you still using paper? How are you managing? Oh, oh, Cashback. Yeah. And I've been on Pest Pack for a while. Do you like it?
2: Um, No. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've just been dealing with it, but I'm not in love with it.
1: I've been with Pest Pack since about 2004, and um, it is certainly a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Talking to an IT person, you have to ask the same question like 20 different ways until they understand what you're truly asking, and, and I, I feel like over the course of the past 16 years, we've kind of figured out their language a little bit and how to ask questions. So it's, it's been a learning process for us. I, I do wish that pest Pack would, I mean, Jesus, their, their industry is pest control for the most part as well as loan care. I wish they would have learned at some point how to speak our language. And uh, yeah. that's really their biggest downfall is not truly understanding their customer base you know they they do what, what do they do like uh, they do fixes or patches twice a month sometimes four or five times a month and to understand the patch you have to be sometimes you really have to be an it person and we're not we are certainly business people but we're pest management professionals and you know i talk to them and i'm like do, do you want me to explain to you how to get rid of roaches or do you want me to just get rid of them what do you want me to do so if you want me to explain it to you, then I'm going to explain it to you as if you were a customer. So I treat you like almost like a child so that you understand everything. They, I feel like they don't do that. They're way too technical.
2: Yeah. They got to speak our language. And I, I know we're not the only people experiencing this because I've been using the, best, the software just as, you know, just as long as you, you know, with the, with the company that I was with and then switching over. And it's, it seems, you know, it's not getting really better than this.
1: No, I, we are still a firm believer that pest pack work WorkWave, and now it's uh, known for all of its um, issues. It's still the top in the industry.
2: Yeah, I and i I, you, used, I think when I first started, I used some type of software that was starting out, and it, it just didn't. It just wasn't good for me. It, it really was. It, it wasn't good for me. But they sold me on it, and. It just, it wasn't, Pest was better, I'd rather deal with it, but it had, some, something has to come out better or they gotta do something.
1: Yes. Um, so, So just so everybody listening knows, we met Daniel through social media. We found him, I would say, on social media. So Daniel, you have a pretty good presence on social media. Why do you think it's important to have that presence on social media?
2: It's just another footprint for your company. I mean, we we're on Google, you know, um, you know, you could go to our websites and so forth like that, but you can actually get to know a person, see what they do on Instagram. And you can engage, I like it, you know, I'm engaging with other pest control professionals and a lot of people, even customers end up coming from it. But you have a different presence as far as people seeing stuff that's professional but a little bit more out in the field. Like if I'm doing a wasp job, they can see it done. They see what I'm doing, and it's a, a little bit more personal. It's just another way to touch you, I think.
1: No, I agree. You posted something today about glamping.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I went out to um, this Delaware, New Jersey. It's like a campground out there, bunch of cabins and trailers and so forth like that. And um, they rent out these cabins, so it's something like an Airbnb. For camping, and um, they've been getting. They have a real bad issue with bed bugs. They had another company out there, and um, once I got there, I I immediately saw what the issue was. If you go in, you see it's crease since it's you know a cabin. It creases all through the whole you know house or of it. So um, the last guy, since the beds are attached to the wall, the last guy wouldn't crawl under the bed to actually treat the cracks and crevices under the bed. Cause everything in there
1: is made of wood, if you saw it. And now you did, a, you did a traditional chemical treatment there, yeah? Yeah, I did a traditional chemical treatment
2: there.
1: So here's a good question that I like to ask people about uh, bed bugs. When you travel, are you inspecting the room or have you given up on that like some of us?
2: <laughs> it's like, if, if I'm with the wife, it gets done. If not, um, it doesn't, I'm, I'm a little like, I'll deal with it later. type. um, I got tired of it. I actually found a couple of bed bugs in certain rooms I was in. Have you?
1: Yeah, we, um, we were in Italy in 2016 and, uh, we had them. I got like the first night we arrived, I got a bite at night and I was like, "Ah, I'm going to choke it up to a spider. And then I got like two bites the second night. And then I did an inspection and, uh, it, it took, it took a, a solid hour to find them. I found them, I unscrewed the legs of the bed and I found them in the legs of the bed and uh, whatever. We got our room changed and um, we came home, got off the plane, stripped in the front door, took everything to my office and just threw it in the heat chamber. Um, had the dog, I don't know if you use uh, canines for scent detection, we have a couple. Um, we, uh, we just brought a draw dog through the house for like a month straight once a week, just double checking. So we were, you know, and and that's kind of been my mantra. Like I'm not really going to inspect because if I have them, I'm in the business where it's going to be easy to treat.
2: Yeah, I look at that that way too. I was actually, um, doing a job South Jersey, probably like a hundred miles South of where I live. And, um, the company that I was with decided that it was a better idea to get us a room down there. So the room that they gave two exterminators had bed bugs in it because the first thing we did was lift the beds with both of us there. And there were same thing, beds in the cracks and crevices actually on the wood frame of the bed. Wow,
1: so so truly evident.
2: Yeah, before we even like laid down, we just pulled everything off. The owner of the company was like, sell them on the job. You know, obviously, um, the person who makes decisions wasn't there at that time. Um, But they ended up giving us a different room and and crediting, like, 20% back to the room for the price.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: So, When when you told your family you were going into pest control, how much support or how much negativity did you get?
2: As far as starting my company or, or as far as um, No,
0: as far as starting your own, Well, I got it both ways. I got it when I, I left the bank to go into pest control. Thank God for my dad, rest in peace, who ta- you know, sat me down and we talked. He said, okay. My mother told me I hit the bottom of the barrel and I was gonna be a goddamn rat catcher. And this was terrible. She even told me, <laughs> I was going to work, she's listen, when you leave for work, wear your suit like you're going to the bank and you can change into your rags when you get to the guy's office. I said, no, I'm not gonna do that. And then I I told him like, you know, I'm going into my own business. I remember her, Jesus Christ, is there no end? Get, Get a good job in the post office. I mean, she told me for years, get a good job in the post office. I got an office, eventually. She'd come by the office and I'd be sitting there, I don't know, working on routes and stuff. Oh, business is bad. You're not out working. Business is bad. You better get to the post office. If I wasn't mm-hmm. in the office, and she came by, she told me, "What are you killing yourself? You're out there chasing them damn things." So it was no. Uh... But my father and my aunt Bridie saw the light, so I had I had good support there. But the rest of the family uh, thought I hit the bottom of the barrel. Well,
2: well, it wasn't it wasn't like that so much for me. I was um, working with the pest control company part-time as I was going to school. I actually was going to school for for heating and air conditioning. So I stopped doing that to do pest control, and that wasn't a good look um, at that point. But um, I loved what I did. I took the full-time position and learned a lot of things. Um, So when it actually came time for me to start my business, I got a lot of support uh, from my family. They were happy that I was actually doing it. And um, that that helped me out a little bit. My dad was very supportive. Um, I, could say, I could say that. <laughs> he wasn't supportive of not going to school to do pest control, but once I got together and did my own business, he was very supportive with that. So I got to give that to my and old I dad. I remember
0: my first office, my desk was uh, was from some building my father worked in, and I even had a couch, and that was one of Ann Brightie's old couches. <laughs> 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 uh you know and and you look back and they were good times you were always hustling you were making a living and um i don't know it turned out really well eventually but um i still look back on those days like you had a lot of fun and um you were always hustling it was just a good time and and you know you knew i knew that this is it this is this is how i'm gonna make a good living and be successful i just got to. Keep learning, learning, learning. In my day, you learned more about the bugs. Every, everything, every seminar you went to was always on how to kill this, how to kill that, how to do that. Yeah. I learned office procedures from guys that were my customers that told me, "Come here, kid. I want to show you something." So, I mean, today it's altogether different. The big, the big, uh, big emphasis on running a business. How to run a proper business.
2: Yeah. That's good. You find you find these little tools and you get these little tools from people you meet along the way, which huh. I'm very grateful at the company I was with that, that helped me learn a lot of the tools that, that I came across.
1: Again, customers help too. What do you think about Pest World being virtual? Have you ever gone to Pest World in person? I haven't. I've
2: seen, I know of Pest World. It being virtual, I don't know. How's that going to work? I, I go to these seminars, you know, I like to learn a lot of things, but I go a lot really for the vendors, you know? Um, The vendors usually have have a lot of good stuff. And, you know, obviously we learn a lot about bugs and new procedures there, but I love the the vendor aspect of it.
1: Yeah, that seems to be um, a big point that a lot of people are making. I always tell people, if you've never been to Pest World, it's a good place to go. The biggest part of Pest World that is going to be difficult to replicate virtually is the networking piece, and and you listen to the podcast and you follow us, and that's one of our biggest things: talking about networking, yeah. how important it is, especially within the industry, because you know you have conversations with PMPs all the time, and if you don't get outside of your own area, your own you're almost stuck in where you're learning from. But once you go outside and you go to a pest world or you attend a colony confidential meeting and you meet somebody from Arkansas, Kansas, California, you know, throughout the U.S., they are more open with what they do in their business because there truly is no competition. You know, like, yeah, the you're, Even, absolutely right. uh, you're in New York, I'm in New Jersey, we share some things, but at some point in the back of our heads, it might be like, this guy might be my competitor one day if I branch out into Central, south jersey or you come into the city whatever the case is and so we may hold some things back right but once when i'm talking to a guy in seattle neither one of us is holding anything back because there's no concern any real competition so that's really the biggest piece that's going to be the number one question and i do know that they are aware that that's the biggest hurdle to overcome with the virtual experience yeah
2: I, I just thinking about back at it, I can afford to take my whole, you know, my whole office. If we're doing it virtually, we could all stand in front of the computer as opposed to paying for several hotel rooms and flights. Exactly. So That's a good thing right there.
1: Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. And and that's that's um, that's how we're looking at it um, as far as being able to pick and choose the days. And, you know, really, like, let's say you want to hear someone like an Ed Sheehan speak. You can look the day he's speaking, and you could just sign up for that day and listen to him.
2: I got an award from Pest World, but I've never been.
1: Oh, that's cool. What was uh, the yeah. award for? Um, Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Oh, that's awesome. From NPMA? Yeah. That's awesome. That That's great. Yeah, so the cool yeah. thing about Pest World is it's not just technical on how to kill and and all that. There's marketing seminars and there's business seminars. So um, I don't, I can't remember the last time I went to Pest World saying, I wanna go see this guy talk about this technical thing. It is always good to see industry giants speak, but um, I usually like to attend the business growth seminars. Yeah, I think that's what I would be most interested in. Next time on Colony Confidential, What is your number
0: one way of marketing? All right, Mr. and Mrs. America, don't forget, subscribe to ColonyConfidential.com. Thank you for listening.